Hi, this is Michelle Boulay from Michelle Boulay Coaching, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 335. Today, I have Michelle Boulay with me, and she's going to talk to us about how to bring universal laws into your process and your business in order to reach your goals. Michelle Boulay is a transformational life and business coach who helps compassionate business owners and creative entrepreneurs all over the world clarify and manifest their visions with more confidence, impact, and alignment towards their truth. She runs a multi-six-figure coaching business, offering online group programs, private coaching, speaking, in-person retreats, and teaching. Her work draws from over 20 years of practice in somatic therapies, energy medicine, mindset psychology, spirituality, and her award-winning international career in dance. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great, Megan. Thank you so much for having me here. Okay, so I'm super excited to talk about all of your knowledge with Universal Laws, Michelle. And I know you have a history of just being in dance, being involved in dance and moving your body and uh, knowing how being comfortable in our bodies in order to express ourselves is really valuable. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I started dancing when I was five. And just to give a brief background of why I'm so passionate about this is because First of all, I'm I'm a dancer first and foremost. You know, I've also always been a teacher. I started teaching probably when I was 10. I'd been teaching professionally for about 25 years. And so much of what I'm interested in is helping people step into their fullest potential. And so many of us, especially in Western culture, well, probably shouldn't even say just Western, we're taught to suppress our expression. And that shows up in our body. You know, if you hang out with a bunch of little kids and you just see how free they are and there's over time, we learn to suppress that. So how does that affect a business owner? People are attracted to someone who is authentic because we know intrinsically that that person is in total alignment with their fullest expression, which is life. We're all attracted to more life in the same way that a a plant wants to move towards the sun or it wants to dig its roots into the ground to get nourishment. So you know, if a person can learn how to be more comfortable in the expression and the the feeling and the experiencing through their body, which is something I help people do through my coaching and through movement practices, you know, we we tap into our authenticity. And that, as one of my mentors used to say, like nothing can compete with your authenticity. Mm-hmm. I love how you worded all of that. So what if somebody listening, myself included, just doesn't think of themselves maybe like as a dancer or someone who moves naturally. How do you recommend moving? Okay. So first I want to say that you're always moving naturally (laughs) right now. (laughs) Hey, good point. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I think we think there's like this whole other place that we need to be 
But one of the tenets of success also is to start where you are, right? So I've had people, you know, and I had to get over this as a person who's been mostly training professional dancers and been in that environment for such a long time. When I would have non-dancers, you know, start starting some years ago, come to just uh, workshops where I teach a practice called moving with innate wisdom. And this is what I do in my online monthly group. We do this practice twice a month. And I have definitely have a bunch of non-dancers in there. You might just be doing something where you just are lying on your back and you shift into a different position. And that opens up something in a big way. Or I had a guy who's in uh, Belgium this past week who said during our movement practice, which I just give language, like, how does your body want to move right now? What is it feeling? What if you just gave yourself like a minute right now to just have no agenda, but to allow your body to move in the way that it wants to move? And maybe even as you're listening to this, you might feel a different impulse. And that is that's desire. That is, again, like that life expression that wants to express just like any animal or plant that wants to grow into its fullest expression. So basically what I do is in my practice called moving with innate wisdom, I say you have an innate wisdom that is always guiding you to your highest potential, your fullest expression and your best health. Let's for a moment now just practice listening to what that is. And a person, I've had anything happen from people falling asleep to running around making noise, you know, to I actually have a client who is a chef. And in one of our practices, when the pandemic started, he went into his kitchen while we did our 20, 25 minute practice and started cooking. That's funny. I know, right? But in this very embodied way, and he went on to create a very successful, you know, business that allows him to live exactly in the way that he wants and to bring his passion for food to so many people. And so, you know, like, I think that's such a good example. I'm glad I said that because you don't have to like, put on tights and a leotard, you know, just like, start to move in a certain way. Like, it's always here the way you might play with your kids or be with friends and having a conversation or feeling an urge to kind of like have more fun or go dancing or whatever it is, or even just like, you know, it's not even, sometimes it's just to allow your body to focus on one thing, to get still and to listen like that, that is movement also. So essentially what it is, is you're learning how to be present with your body and everything that's coursing through it. I can kind of understand what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. I guess I've never really thought through this before, but yeah, like at some point in my childhood, I feel like probably everyone can relate to this too. You kind of learn to be self-conscious about the way you're looking and the way you're sitting and standing. I remember being in church and like, oh my gosh, there are people behind me and they're looking at me and I'm standing wrong. And I was like so self-conscious and I still do that to some degree sometimes. And we learn this and then we have those experiences where our bodies are just in the moment, like you said. And I notice that I'm like, oh my gosh, I wasn't thinking about anything that I was doing, I was just letting my body do what it was wanting to do, right? And that's kind of what you're talking about. It is. And I love that you're bringing up that example too, because I feel like we've all had that experience and you can see it if you have kids or you're around them enough, like that progression of like totally free to then like their eyeballs are kind of looking sideways and what will this person think? And I mean, every adult has this, you know, like, and either we can become free of it 
or at least shorten the time when we're thinking about it, you know, and step into that, that creativity and fun and play in a different way, or we don't, you know, I think the other thing is sometimes people don't even realize they're doing it. It's so programmed into them. But I think for someone who wants to grow, whether it's grow your business or improve your relationships or your health, we must become conscious of what we're thinking and the patterns that are running to be able to change them. And that's when we start to evolve and create more joy and bring more success and abundance and meaningful experiences and relationships into our lives. Oh, that's beautiful. And yes, so I have two boys and my oldest son really does not care what people think of him. I so appreciate that and I'm envious of it. Like, oh, I wish I could be more like that. But my youngest son is the total opposite and he is always worried about what people think of him. And I can, I was like that as a kid too. So I can totally relate, but it makes me kind of sad. Like just be yourself. He's got like this one little hair that popped out the other day and he went and cut it off because he thought people would see the hair. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I can't believe you even saw that. You're so cute. But yeah, he's just so concerned about the way his body is moving and the way he's looking and all of that. So yes, I wish we could hold on to that from when we were little kids. And now that we're adults and we've learned these bad things about our bodies and the ways that people are perceiving them, we need to relearn it. And Aside from getting coaching from someone like you, how do we even start to do that? You mentioned like changing our thinking, but what else do we do? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is just be aware of what's happening. You know, so we can't change it unless we can see it because once we see it, we create a separation. We're like, oh, look at this pattern. It's not you. It's a pattern that you learned. It's a program that you learned. So let's say you're going out to dinner with friends and you're super concerned about what to wear or what you're going to eat. And then in that moment, here's here's one thing that's helpful is you set an intention beforehand. Like I am going to have fun today. And I know that pattern of when I am getting nervous, like Am I going to eat too much? I'm going to spill food all over the place. Maybe like with, with you're with new people, right? Like, can I pick up something with my hands? <laughs> you know, maybe you're going to a fancy restaurant too. <laughs> you know, we can yeah. keep late in the story. All the ways a person might get self-conscious. And if you just go like beforehand, you say, how do I want to feel during this experience? And you can sit for like five minutes to 50 minutes. And honestly, I start my day. I always start it with a meditation where I set an intention for how I want to feel today. And I just practice it in my meditation. Like, what is the feeling that I want? Because as you become more familiar with that feeling, what you're actually doing is changing your nervous system to become more familiar with that. And our nervous system works through pattern, or I should say our subconscious mind works through pattern recognition. So as you build that here at home right now, without anything, you know, having to change in your external environment, you can then go to that dinner and your, your subconscious mind will start to look more for experiences of joy. If that was your intention or experiences of freedom, and then you allow yourself to be in your body a different way or tell a joke, or maybe you would have, you would have suppressed yourself, maybe even tell a joke about yourself, (laughs) you know, which is when you're in that freedom again, like people love that. And, you know, I, I have always thought And I, you know, I was more conscious of this. I became really conscious of this in my 20s with teaching. It was like all the work that 
or some of the most important work, if not the most important, is the work we do with ourselves because that teaches our kids, that teaches our friends, our audience, our clients, our students, our family, you know, even our parents. Like I know, you know, I was always waiting for my parents to be a certain way, but I was like, wait a second, I started to change and heal things in me. And my parents then started to change, you know? So I think one thing that's so cool is to realize that we're actually more powerful than we think and that the change can start right here at home. I'm pointing to my chest right now. Like this is where it starts. And, you know, I think as we realize that more and more, we can create a very different reality for ourselves and the people we love. That I was going to ask you a question, but you already answered it. So the freedom that you're talking about from doing all of this, like just letting our bodies be more natural equals in our business, more confidence, healing in certain ways that we need, teaching others, being an example to others and that, all of that stuff. And I'm sure so many more things, but all of that leads to a better business, a more thriving business, a more powerful business, right? Definitely. Yeah. Because again, you're you're being your authentic self and there's no one else like you, you know? And again, I think we just, we love that. I mean, I, I speak for myself, but I see other people loving it too, you know? And I see it a lot with kids. I remember I was at a school in Portland doing a tour for a program that I was in and this kid walked by us into the cafeteria and he was just swinging his arms wildly and just didn't care. And we all just like smiled and just loved seeing that freedom, you know? So it's amazing how much we've all learned how to not do that. So we start resonating more with that than we do with freedom, but we feel the suffering from that too, right? So if you can just start like in the littlest way, what do I want to feel today? What do I want to create for my audience? And, you know, lean more and more into that. And the teachers will come, the lessons will come, and it's not going to be always pretty along the way, right? Like, cause it's going to be very uncomfortable at times, but I think, you know, anyone who's done a significant amount of growth in their lives or is going for it now, we've realized that the growth comes from the places that are often uncomfortable to begin with. Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. And you were talking about like the kid who's swinging his arms. Every once in a while, I see an adult who is just super comfortable and it might look awkward or strange, but I envy it too. You know what I mean? Like I'm like envious of their freedom in their body, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, they stand out because most adults don't do whatever they're doing. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I, I love hearing, you know, this is kind of looking at the universal laws too, right? There's there's one called the law of polarity. And, you know, your envy might feel uncomfortable on one, one end of the stick, but on the other end of the stick, that's your desire saying like, I want that freedom too, you know? So there's a place where you can look at it as something that's over there and not you and other. And then there's a place where you can look at it or a perspective from which you can look at it where you're like, you know what, that's a part of me. Like that made me smile. Like maybe there's, maybe there's something unique in me that wants to be expressed in a certain way. That's going to make someone else smile. So it can be contagious. Yeah. That's really cool. So what is the law of polarity? Can you define that? Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll say this first, the universal laws are present everywhere. They're intrinsic in how the universe works. They're a part of every religion and actually science also. And they got, they, they speak to exactly, you know, what I said, how the universe runs. 
they're non-changing. So when we can learn more about those also and follow those rather than some of the things we like to make up in our minds, <laughs> you know, we can also have a more joy-filled life because we start to see and think about the world differently, which means we experience it differently. So the law of polarity states that everything is created as a whole. There can't be a half of anything. So the way, one of the ways I really use this with my clients a lot is if there's a problem that you're facing in your business or your life, there is always a solution. And people can get so fixated on the problem, right? Like let's say someone's looking for a job or an opportunity and it's not coming and the money isn't here and their mind can just keep spinning on, well, it didn't work last time. It's going to work this time. I don't believe it, you know, but if you really live by that law, you're in a problem state, right? So that means there has to be a solution. So if you just turn your head over to the other direction, and start focusing on, okay, the solution is here. What's my next step? You will eventually find the solution. And I, I can feel that energetically as I, you know, if I'm focused on a problem, problem, it's not here, it's not here. There's also a law called the law of perpetual transmutation. And, you know, our thoughts determine what's what happens with this energy that is constantly flowing through us, right? So if I'm in problem, 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 I will just create more problems. If I'm in the thinking of solution, 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 I'm programming my mind to start looking for that solution, to start vibrating with that energy of solution. And lo and behold, it will show up if I learn how to focus my mind in that direction. A lot of humans are in that problem-focused space, I feel like, right? I mean, it's really rare to encounter somebody who's of the solution-focused arena, don't you think, mm -hmm. Michelle? I mean, you know, I, I think this is we could use the law of polarity here too, right? Like, if that's where you've been trained to look, and and I would agree too, you know, we're predominantly trained to live that way because there's a, it's like survival, Right. Like there's there's actually a way our subconscious mind develops, which is, you know, it's everything we learn before seven is just it just goes and becomes an automatic program in our minds because let's see how technical do you want me to get with this? <laughs> we don't have a conscious mind until we're seven. It doesn't start to develop until then. So everything you learn from your parents, teachers, clergy, whoever raised you, that just becomes your baseline for living. Right. So your subconscious mind, and it, so it becomes the programs of your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind has two jobs. One is to keep you alive and the other is to procreate and to keep you alive. It says, don't change anything. Don't change these patterns, even if it's a pattern of not having enough money or being in a relationship that isn't very good for you. You know, those are just patterns and your subconscious mind can think, oh, this is I'm alive. I'm not going to change this. And that's why it can be so hard for people to change. So if a person decides, OK, I want to have more money or I want to improve my relationship, they're going to go into an unknown space, patterns that the subconscious mind does not recognize. And it's going to do everything to pull you back to stay where you are. And I tell this to my clients all the time, the closer you get to your change, the louder the resistance is going to get, just like the bars on a volume or a Wi-Fi signal, they just get taller and louder. And you need to use your willpower. And I would say also your surrender to say, you know what, I am more determined 
to live a life of joy or abundance than to stay in this familiar state of suffering. So this is a long about long roundabout way to answer your question. I do believe, you know, for the most part, people stay in those same programs their entire lives. But I also think if I could get really meta about it, you know, we need to evolve to also save our planet, you know, to to save our relationships, to to end the, you know, mindless destruction that happens. And again, we're so powerful if we start changing ourselves at home, even if it's through the work of creating an amazing blog, you know, that people want to come to for happiness and inspiration and transformation. Like that is such a gift to the world. And I would encourage anyone who has that kind of inspiration or taps into it, like find the people who can support you on that journey because you will face resistance you know, communities, friends, coaches, mentors, healers, teachers, you know, the world really does want to experience your unique gift. And, you know, the only person who can bring it to life is you. Well, you're talking to a group of such creative, inspiring humans. And as you were talking through all of your inspiring words, encouraging words, I was thinking everything that everyone listening is doing matters. It all matters. It's all making a difference in this world. And it might seem like it's not, but on a little scale in our basement, when we're, you know, writing a blog post that's affecting humans, it matters in a big way. So just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing good. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, just think if we think if we could all say that to ourselves every single day, you know, that that, that's where we would be redoing some of those, those negative programs, you know, maybe an even better fun fact is that I think it's about 90 to 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. They're the same thoughts we thought yesterday. And 70% of those are negative and self sabotaging. Oh, my gosh, that makes me so sad. Oh, yeah. But you know, if we look at the law of polarity with that, like the opportunity on the other side is so great. You know, I, you know, I had a yoga teacher say this to me a lot once. It was just like your resistance and your struggle is equal to the amount of gold that's on the other side. You know, so again, what do we want to focus on? Yes, it does. It's a sad thought. But you know what? There's so much potential in that for change and transformation. Oh, I love how you turn that around. Okay, so you know a lot about a few other laws you were mentioning before we started recording. And I want to hear about those because I feel I find the laws so fascinating. Even more fascinating is how they can improve our lives and improve our businesses. So what other laws are you digging into recently? Yeah. So one of my favorites also is the law of sacrifice. I studied these laws with my mentor and there are seven main ones and the law of sacrifice is a more like subsidiary law. But what this one states is that in order to, you know, go to a higher level in something, you need to release something of a lower nature. So this is, this is a fascinating one because Again, our subconscious mind doesn't want us to change anything. If you want to grow your blog or your reach, there is something you need to let go of now to be able to step into that next level. The fascinating thing is as humans, we often look at what we're losing rather than what we're gaining because what we're losing is known, right? So a person, let me think of an example I've had with a client you know, just someone, a creative person I have been working with for a couple of years. And 
there was just an opportunity she had in her work. And she was so afraid to actually say, this is what I want. Right. And she was kind of focusing on, well, what if they think this? And, and, you know, what if I lose this? And, you know, her mind was just looking at everything she could lose by stepping into a completely unknown space. Food bloggers, let's take a moment to talk about a few things that Eat Blog Talk has to offer that is going to add value to your business and accelerate your growth. First of all, head over to the Eat Blog Talk forum. It's totally free. It's off of Facebook and it has a bunch of valuable discussions inside. You can create your own discussion. You can self-promote. You can talk about products and services that you offer without worrying about being removed from the group. Go to forum.eatblogtalk.com to check it out. Also, I have hosted a few in-person retreats here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm going to continue that. They've been wildly successful. So much connection and growth and learning has occurred within these, and they're fun. So join us in the next one. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash spring 2022 retreat. You will get access to all of the information for retreats moving forward at that URL. Go there, join the waitlist for the fall retreat and beyond, and you will not be disappointed in that. Also, I want to mention the mastermind program. So for 2022, we are full on the mastermind program. Two groups are underway and they're going really well. There are transformations happening. It is such a powerful, positive group of like-minded peers. And we do so much collaboration and learning inside these groups. We will open up new groups starting in 2023. So if you're interested in joining, join the wait list. Go to eblogtalk.com and follow the prompts for the masterminds. And last but not least, I've started a group coaching program for foodie creators who are interested in becoming foodie podcasters. If this is you, send me an email, megan at eatblogtalk.com and let me know you're interested in this group coaching situation. Whether you just have an idea or you've already launched or anything in between, we will serve you and we show up twice a month on group coaching calls where we'll answer all the questions you need to get answered so you can start a successful foodie podcast. There are so many ways that we can accelerate your growth and add value to your business. So I hope that you will take advantage of some of these. And now we'll get back to the episode. So then, you know, she did the thing. She talked to her bosses. She ended up getting a full-time offer for an incredible job, but it was on focusing again on what she wanted rather than what she was losing. And if she didn't get her mind out of everything that she might potentially lose, she wouldn't have been able to step into the unknown of what then came after that. So that's one way. I think maybe a more like easy example to put to use for this is one with buying things, right? Because we can look at what, what, what money will lose. Let's say for something like investing in coaching. Someone could say, well, I'm going to lose this much money and they're looking at it in that way, but they're not looking at how much they're going to gain by learning these skills that they can apply for the rest of their lives. Like I had a mom as a client a couple, well, I guess it was just last year and she did not have enough time in her life and her kids were really needy and dependent. I think one or both of them might've been on meds. And she was just getting resentful because, you know, she'd try to stay in the car a little longer, avoid coming home from work so she could just have a little more time with herself. And what we had to do was look at where she was or was not setting boundaries. And we had to look at what she was or was not the conversation she was or was not having with her kids or her husband. And these are all good things, right? She could have looked at, I'm going to lose the way our family runs right now. Like it's good. It isn't exactly what I want but it's good enough. So 
you know, so here's another law, law of cause and effect. We had to change what she was doing that was creating the current effects in her life, which was not enough time, burnt out, doesn't feel like her kids are strong and independent, you know, has relationship with husband is good, but could be better. And so we looked at setting these boundaries and just her clarity around this is what I really want. This is who I am. And within, you know, a number, I guess maybe it was about after eight weeks, she was like, my kids are making their own breakfast now. They're helping with chores in the house, their laundry, their confidence is building. I get to have time in the morning to myself. I started a kickball team. I got asked to be on this new committee at school. About seven or eight months later, she emailed me and she said, I just started a business flipping homes. <laughs> I was like, you are a person who had no time before. You were, you know, just unhappy and stuck. But what she was doing again, you know, to go back to what we were talking about early, was she, earlier was she was suppressing a desire, a desire to be this force at, you know, in her job, this person who can change the world a certain way to have the social time that she wants to have time away from her kids, which actually helped her kids become more independent and confident. So that's cause and effect. That's a uh, law of sacrifice. That's law of polarity. I mean, all the laws actually operate at the same time. You can't, it's they're they're intrinsic, they're everywhere. And, you know, the more you can learn to look at the world through that lens of how they function, the more you understand it. And understanding usually precedes experience and wisdom. So I'll pause there because I just said, I feel like I just said an encyclopedia of information. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so good. I love this. This is right up my alley. I love having conversations about this sort of thing yeah. because I feel like it gets overlooked that universal laws and everything we're talking about here can translate directly to your business and how your business is run. And that's why I include this sort of thing in the podcast because it's so important. And a lot of business podcasts don't cover stuff like this. And people are missing out because every example you just talked through is so perfect. You have to sacrifice. You have to understand there's a cause and effect. There's the law of polarity. I mean, all of that is going to translate to better business if you get it. Yeah. And it, you know, it takes a while in practice. There's a book called Working with the Law by a man named Raymond Hollywell. And I think it might be from the early or the mid 1900s. And I could not, you know, from the time I was introduced to that book to when I finally got it was about three years. And it was three, it was three years of pretty extensive study. You know, so it's just, there's a time and a place when it's right for each person. And there's many, you know, the more I know about these laws, that whether or not a person is talking about them, there's so many incredible teachers out there. And I think the really solid ones are living by the laws. And again, they may not say these are the universal laws, but you can see it in their teachings and how their lives unfold. And I think if we remove that cap or that limit on how much joy we can experience. And the only reason I can say this is because I've personally gone through it. The more we can remove that cap, like the more we understand, oh, wow, this is how the universe works. And again, we bring more joy to not only our own lives, but to anyone that that interacts with us, anyone who reads our blog, listens to you know the podcast or just finds you somehow, right? We're so connected through social media. Like every, here's the other thing too, right? Like every action, every thought you have has an effect somewhere. Just like through my commitment to two years ago saying, okay, we're going to do, 
right now, (laughs) we're continuing this, a blog post every week. I heard from a guy through social media in Lebanon who said he's never paid me a cent. And he's like, Michelle, your work has helped me so much. I've been able to raise my prices. I've been able to do more of what I love and, and help more people. And you know, it's, it's because I'm doing that for myself. Like, what do I love? What do I want to express? And I, and I, in all honesty, continue to refine that because it's a journey. Like it never stops. There's no destination where you're like, Oh, you know, everything is great and peaceful. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's ongoing. It's an awareness. It's not a destination is one thing my, my mentor would say. And there couldn't be more truth to that. You know, like I got triggered yesterday morning on this little vacation with my family, but it was so much shorter, the time period of being in that trigger than it would have been even a year ago, two years ago. You know, I stepped outside, I did my little thing that I do to get out of the trigger. And I was like, okay, I'm back rolling. Let's do it. Let's go have fun. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Isn't that great when you see progress in yourself and how you deal with situations? And I just had that the other day. I was in a funk and I was like, okay, what am I not doing right? And then I started like going through my, okay, I hadn't taken my vitamins in a few days. I'm not drinking enough water. I hadn't exercised in a few days. So I just popped right back into all of that. That stuff that I know makes me feel good. And I think like two or three years ago, I wouldn't have recognized that and I would have kept on going and I would have spiraled downwards. So I love when we can just see those things we need to be doing and we correct, course correct, and we yeah. change and then things start getting better. And it's like, oh, yes, I'm improving. <laughs> yeah. Cause and effect. Yes. Cause and effect. And then something you said earlier, I loved once it clicks, once you see how the universe works and you kind of get a morsel of understanding, then I feel like this whole new world of magic opens up and then you are like, oh, okay. It's almost like you're in a cave and then you see light and you get inspired and you have hope. And so you you keep moving forward and you keep seeing more awesome things. But yeah, there's like so much magic in that moment when you're like, oh gosh, this is so magic. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing that most people don't realize is that, you know, if you're experiencing that, it's because you created it, you know, and we, we skip over that. And I think we get this sort of like, you could call it like Hollywood syndrome, like all of a sudden this person has huge success, you know, but we don't see how many times they failed and fell on their face and did it quote unquote wrong. So, you know, it's just like, I wrote a blog post about this the other week. It's just like, just take one more step, just, you know, one more minute, even one more hour, one more day of staying in the vibration or the feeling that you want. That's another law, the law of vibration that we can create that now here. We like what I was talking about in the beginning, you can intend and say, okay, I want this dinner to be fantastic. So who am I going to be as I show up to this? And that, you know, if you feel that now and you create that vibration, you'll bring things into your sphere of energy, you know, that are resonant with that rather than negativity. And that will just keep growing and growing and growing. And, you know, there's what you were saying earlier about creating stuff makes me think of if anyone's read The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. I think that book is from 1910. So you'll have to excuse. I have read that. Yes. (laughs) Like, excuse the old language. And I think it wasn't until maybe like the second or third time that I read it that I was like, oh, wow. But there's that wonderful story where that person 
decides to manifest like, I think it's like a new furnace and a rug or something in his home. Oh my gosh, I was going to say that. Wasn't it a rug? Yes. Yeah. So then, and then he's like, well, wait a second, if I could do that, why don't I manifest an entirely new home? You know, and then he goes ahead and does that, like working with those laws, you know, so I think it's an interesting thing. And again, I can say this because I've had to learn it myself. Like we can create much more than we think we can. You know, like what if you allowed yourself to, you know, be worthy of that thing that you've been quietly or secretly dreaming of that maybe someone said to you at some point when you were a kid, like, you know, that's that's ridiculous or who who are you to have that or we don't have enough money for that or you're not smart enough for that or pretty enough or whatnot, but you still have this secret dream inside of you, right? So our job as adults is to say, you know what, I'm worthy of this. I'm going to live my life in full expectation of this consistently, not just for a day, not just for a week, but as a, as an awareness for lifetime. And then we start to create things that, you know, previously we wouldn't have imagined were possible. And that's quite a beautiful thing to see in, in my clients and also experience in my own life too. Oh, that is so such a beautiful thing. Can you, okay, so you touched on the law of vibration. I just want to hear from your words, like exactly what that is. So that's just that that everything is frequency. Everything is vibrating at a certain level. So it's just like a radio signal, right? Like if old school radio dial, you turn the dial and you resonate with the radio station, you know, or a particular frequency. All those stations are in the air all the time, but you are tuning your dial to tune in to a particular station. And when you're in that station, all that information in that frequency comes in. So if we look at this in terms of, you know, this intention, like I'm going to have a great dinner and you stay in that frequency, you stay in that vibration, everything that resonates with that vibration will, you'll, that'll be in your awareness. That will be in your experience. It's the same way. Like if you play a note on a piano, like let's say you play a middle C for anyone who knows the piano. I think, and I hope I'm explaining this right, like a guitar that's sitting across the room, that same note will resonate on the string, you know, or that same note on the piano resonates on everything that's an octave above or below. Sorry if this is too technical for no one who understands music, but <laughs> you know, it's maybe it's like, I don't know this why this popped in my head. It's like the dog starts to howl here and then the other dog, it's like, here's it and it starts to howl over there. You know, it's like the same frequencies get picked up. So the more you can consciously decide this is where I, this is the vibration I want to hold. Again, you will then see the effect of that cause and effect. The things on that vibration will come to you. So the other side of that, if you're in a negative space and you, and you've seen, we've probably all seen this in ourselves or with a friend or a child or someone or partner, it's like, if they don't get out of that space, like more and more negativity, like story stacking will come in. And it's just like, that's the thing that's that, that, that person is focusing on. That's the vibration. It will attract more of it. And I'll just say one more thing, you know, if a person gets stuck in that place, I think one of the best things is not to expect yourself to jump like way onto the other side, but just like, okay, what's one thing I can be grateful for now? What's one thing right now in my life that's so wonderful? And, you know, I'm thinking literally going to do this exercise right now. I know on the other side of this door of the room that I'm in, my sisters and their kids and their partners are all over there and I love them. Like, that's it. You know, let's say I'm <laughs> I'm trying to solve something in my business. Oh my God, where's the money for this? Oh, you know, like focus negative. Oh, wait a second. Right over there are some people I love. Oh, I know like yesterday, what a fun day we had all swimming in the lake. What, like, I know we're going to have so many laughs today at lunch. 
you know, whatever that is. And then all of a sudden I'm not in the resonance of that problem anymore. I'm not in that vibration. Then I can go back and look at, okay, what needs to happen? Because I'm in a totally different frequency. I'm seeing different opportunities. I, you know, it's my mind will create new thoughts or resonate with different thoughts that will allow something else to happen. I feel like gratitude can fix so many things. And I, I kind of preach this a lot with my listeners and I feel like I get a little bit annoying because I'm one of those like super optimistic, annoyingly optimistic people, but it's because I've seen the power of gratitude and exactly what you're talking about with the law of vibration. I get in ruts too. We all do. We're all human. We get to thinking about how terrible our traffic is and how Pinterest has deceived us and like it is normal to do that, but I've also trained myself to catch it and stop it and just say, okay, wait a second. I'm going to focus on all the good things. Like you just said, your sister and your kids and the memories from vacation. And I I do that now as a habit yeah. and it works. It's so powerful. It really does. You know, there's someone I study with and he, he says gratitude is the best. That's the first step of receivership. It, it allows us to receive, right? So I think what this this says to us is the universe is wanting to give us every anything we want really like if we go back to that science of getting rich story and you know gratitude is what puts us in that vibration of being able to receive all those things that we are wishing for it won't start like the gratitude has to come first before it even shows up and that's even that's even like a native american a way of praying the chief would go into the the field or wherever, and with his bare feet, say, thank you so much for the rain, his bare feet on the ground. Thank you so much for saturating this earth. You know, so it wasn't like, please bring this to me. It's like, it's here already. Let's be in gratitude and allow it to come to us. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> Oh, I love that. It's just like, why not? Why not even just for like a month, experiment with that and see what happens? You know, what are you going to lose by just being yeah. great? Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's so normal to get into our human ruts of just wanting and expressing want and maybe complaints and gripes and not to express the gratitude. But if you can commit to it for a period of time, I mean, it's guaranteed that your life is going to turn around. The way that you see the world is going to change. There's so much power in gratitude. I love it. I try to tell my boys that all the time. They're not quite there yet, but <laughs> sometime. <laughs> What's also incredible, I think. I'm just hearing this. So I want to say it is to not like shame yourself if you haven't been doing this, you know, like mm. I am as of today, 44 years old and there's some stuff like I haven't been grateful for yet. You know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I just did a, a, did a meditation training with my dad and he's in his later seventies and you know, he's like, Oh man, I wish I would have known this when I was your age. It's like, it's okay. There's perfect timing for everything. And what's, what is cool is that the younger generations are getting this information sooner and that's really beautiful. And just, I guess the point I want to make is to, for, to, for a person to not feel bad about how they've lived their life so far, because all of that, it's your gift. It's, it's, you know, it makes you who you are now. It's, it makes you who you are to become and it allows you to serve in a better way. So I also say, you know, gratitude and just like forgive your past and let it go let yourself learn the lessons and move forward without carrying any of that. 
Mm, I love that too. I'm so glad you said that because your story is your story. And mm. if it took, it took me so long to understand things. And I'm, I mean, like we're all a work in progress, right? Like you just said, there are things you're not yet grateful for that you need to be grateful for. Yeah, we're all like that. But accepting our stories as they are, I think is so important too. And not to be like, well, even like talking about blogging journeys, like why am I not getting there as fast as someone else? Well, because that's your story. That's your that's your blogging story. That's your journey for whatever reason. And just accepting that in any realm of your life, I think is so important and to not have regret or any of those bad feelings because that's like the law of vibration too, right? So if you have those bad feelings and that's going to bring your vibration down and then you're at a lower place. Yeah. And you'll probably be creating from that vibration. So you'll create more of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the thing that you said, we can use the law of polarity on that question you just said of why am I not experiencing what this person is experiencing, right? Like that has a, a sort of victim energy and that will be cause and effect. You'll create more of the situations where you feel like you're not empowered. But if we use the law of polarity on that situation as well, you could look at that same question like, hmm, why am I not experiencing this? in a more empowered way to say, okay, mm -hmm. I know I'm creating this. So what do I need to shift? Like, why is the universe giving me this experience? What, what do I need to learn here to be able to shift something? And honestly, I, in my twenties, there was a moment where I was like, why is no one asking me to dance? I'm such a good dancer. Like, you know, and a very dear friend at that time was like, Michelle, you know, what if you, and I was, you know, I was working an office job. He's like, what if you just went in with a different attitude. Those, those weren't his words, but that's how I can translate it now. And I went into the office and I was like, I am going to have a good time filing these papers. I'm going to have a good time ordering the boss's lunch, <laughs> paying the bills. And then like, I didn't go out and do a bunch of auditions and, you know, talk to a bunch of people. I got more dance jobs within a short number of months after that than I could say yes to because I changed who I was being and what I was expecting and what I was bringing to the world. And again, guess what? Like the world will deliver that back to you. And it just, you know, I can't even remember where I started with this, but <laughs> that was such a great, <laughs> you know, it's you change something right here at home. It cannot not have an effect in the world, quote unquote, outside of you. The thing I pulled out of there is just to be more curious instead of more judgmental. So instead yes. of judging your experience, be curious about it. Like, oh, okay, why isn't this happening the same way as it's happening for others? And to take action or change maybe your attitude or your vibration. Totally. Nicely said. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I love conversations like this. This is such a good way to start my day. Thank you so much for all of this, Michelle. Thank you. Is there anything you want to leave us with, like a final takeaway from everything we've talked about? What is the most important thing for food bloggers to hear along these lines? Well, what's coming through me now is just be kind to yourself. You know, I think we can be so hard on ourselves, especially people who are going for something big, especially people who are creating from scratch. You know, what can you celebrate that has already happened today? Like choose three things. What are some three things that happened today or in your recent past that you can celebrate, you know, and know that you created those things and just, I don't know why this is just be kind, you know, like be kind to yourself, be gentle and allow that vibration of love be what ushers you to your next beautiful experience in your life. 
Oh, so beautifully said. I have so many quotes to pull out of this conversation. So thank you for that. And for taking the time out, you're on vacation. I am. thank Thank you for taking time out of your vacation for us. We really appreciate you. My pleasure. Okay. So you've already shared a ton of inspiration, but I do ask my guests at the end of our chats every time if they have an additional quote or words of inspiration to share. Okay. The only thing that's coming through now, have fun. (laughs) Yes. Be kind and have fun. I love it. (laughs) We'll put together show notes for you, Michelle. So if anyone wants to go peek at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash Michelle Boulay. And Boulay is spelled B-O-U-L-E. Tell everyone where they can find you online and social media, et cetera. Yeah. So just go to michelleboulay.com and you'll, I'm sure you'll see the spelling of that or a link to that in the show notes. And Instagram is the same thing, michelle.boulay and Facebook, Michelle Boulay. Those are probably my most active platforms. I'm on LinkedIn too, but probably Instagram and Facebook, definitely most active. And if you go to my website, there's a free download on there. It kind of rotates between two, but just scroll down a little bit and you can grab a free resource to help you really come into alignment with who you are and what you want to create in this world and to have some really tangible tools to do just that. Awesome. Thank you again, Michelle. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories. I will see you next time.